but I hate when I feel like this and I never hated you. Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception, and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Neurotica. Uh, I'm really excited for today's episode because today we have new mics. Yes, I'm very excited about that because now I don't have to be 15 feet away from the mic and sounding like I'm in a tunnel while we record. So hopefully with my new editing abilities and our new mics, the sound quality will only go up from here. Today's episode is a little bit more interesting for us because we're actually introducing a guest that I did not know before tonight. Um, Usually it's my friends and sometimes they'll come on and throw me some curveballs, but for the most part... I know a little bit about their stories and who they are. So on tonight's episode, I actually want to introduce uh, Monica to the podcast. How are you doing, Monica? I'm good. Happy to be here. And the reason we wanted to have Monica on is because she started, or at least a part of it, it seems like you might have started it, uh, a foundation called the Love Yourself Foundation. So why don't you give us a primer of what that is? Sure. Um, So yes, so my name is Monica, co-founder of the Love Yourself Foundation, and We're an organization, um, an online platform um, right now promoting self-love practices and linking that to how we, how as humans, if we're well with ourselves, how that affects our relationships with others and then ultimately our relationship with the planet. So we're pretty much enforcing self-love but then connecting it through to relationships and then to the planet. Yeah, and I know you said you listened to a few episodes of the podcast before you came on. And you probably know that I'm a little bit inclined to do a little bit of self-deprecation, a little bit of beating myself up, and that's kind of what this podcast has grown out of. It's like me exploring these things, and my listeners know that. So, you know, for me, this is kind of like we're on two different sides of the spectrum. Like you're trying to, you know, promote this self-love thing while I'm trying to tear myself down to help <laughs> others. Um, so I really wanted to kind of harp on that today. Mm-hmm. Um you know, what can I do personally and what does your foundation do to help the greater good? And I'm kind of excited for that because I think that's something that I can take away from this. So I don't know if there's like something you're particularly excited about that you're doing soon or if you just want to kind of give your like, you know, overall mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd love to hear just a little bit more because sure. I, I made sure I didn't even know about this because I wanted <laughs> to talk about it throughout the podcast. Sure. So currently, so on our, on our website, so we have, uh, we do have our own podcast. We have um, blog posts. And we do, uh, we will be doing more videos, but at this point we are trying to generate content to talking about different, like different topics that maybe often get overlooked or, yeah, or pretty much aren't talked about. So I'm actually, I'm somebody that, um, I actually suffered from pretty severe panic attacks and it was through my panic attacks that... I had, um, I pretty much had, like, my own personal crisis on, like, seeing, I didn't understand, I didn't really recognize myself anymore, and, uh, I grew up in large part as an environmentalist, and so I was, I hit a point, like, a wall, and I was like, oh, goodness, who am I? Yeah. <laughs> 
And it was through my own uh, self-exploration that I, fi I, I figured this whole thing out, I think, at least, is how I'm making sense of it. Well, it's always a learning experience, <laughs> for sure. And so I thought, you know what? What if... What if, if, what if the environmental issues of the planet are a direct reflection of how a lot of us feel about ourselves in our inner world? Because if in our inner world we aren't, um, if we aren't well, then most likely we won't have the best relationships with others. And then, of course, what's, what's the last thing on our minds? To have a good relationship with the planet. Yeah. So then my focus at that point stopped being let's try to get people to change their habits on like recycling more and um and all of that and what if we we actually link it back to to love as simple as it was when i thought about it i was like it seems like a light bulb went off and i was like but how could it be that simple but somehow it's making sense to me and and i'm linking to other people that are kind of getting it and i'm and i'm also a yoga practitioner and if you if you read different um, even different uh, philosophies, you see that this is not, it's not actually something quite new. I mean, this has been talked about throughout time. So I don't know. I'm just <laughs> running with it. Well, you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you certainly seem yeah. excited about it, and I think yeah. you made a good point. It's like when the world becomes too much and overwhelming, you kind of forget about taking care of the world. And I think that's you know been especially true for me. Like when I first moved here. Um, you know, for some reason, the city of Philadelphia does well with recycling. They pick up the recycling, but they don't, like, you know, first day moving, give you a bin. You have to go outside the city, and I kept pushing off, and mm -hmm. I got one, and I just, like, got it off of Amazon finally, and I just was looking, and I was like, Cody, like, what were you doing? Like, it, it wasn't that hard, and you made it this mm -hmm. big thing, like, oh, I've been too stressed out, too busy to click one thing and get a blue bin off Amazon, and I'm trying to do better, and mm -hmm. my girlfriend is vegan, and she cares about animals, but she also cares about the environment, and, you know, there's a lot of debate about the straws right now, and, yeah. you know, I can tell she gets stressed about it, too, but I, I try to tell her, like, hey, like, you're the one making that push for it, where a lot of us were just in our own lane, just saying, like, mm -hmm. you know, no, I got my own problems to worry about, I can't worry about the world, where... I think it's what's great what you're doing is, well, let's do both at once. Kill two birds and one stone. Yeah. Obviously not kill birds. That would <laughs> yeah. hurt the environment. But, yeah, yeah. you know, I, and I think it's really exciting. So my biggest question, though, is, like, how, how do you get new people in? Obviously, you said generate content and people hopefully see it and like what you're doing. Yeah. But do you feel like you're more on an individual level? Like, you see someone struggling, you want to reach out to them? Or is it more of, like... Hey, like we're here to help everybody come on in. I, I figured probably a little bit mix of both. Sure, I think at this point, um, so we we actually just launched our platform less than a month ago now, and so right now we're all about just getting people to get to know us. So we're putting out content that resonates with people through uh, Facebook and Instagram, and uh, publishing as much as we can every day. Um, but in my mind, our target audience. I think as millennials, really, because uh, I mean, I'm a millennial. I'm a millennial, and uh, it just seems. But it, honestly, even though that's my target audience, it this can apply to everybody. Yeah. Um. At the beginning, when I first got inspired to create this, in my mind, it was a lot of uh, focusing on young adults and children. But again, this can this can uh, this trickles down to all age groups, really. Um. But. At this point, while we're just an online platform, we're just focusing on online endeavors. So, our big, our our first campaign that we're going to be throwing out, it's called uh, the hashtag Jumbo Challenge, 
And so I think a lot of us are familiar with FOMO, uh, so fear of missing out. So oh, I had that. <laughs> so what we're thinking, what we're, what we thought, well, what if we start promoting JOMO, the joy of missing out, and just by challenging people to take a day off from social media, or if you want, if you're feeling uh, compelled to take a week off and just start rec- uh, reconnecting with yourself, maybe through a project that you have been mean- maybe neglecting, or maybe just spending time with a loved one, doing things that are offline. Like as much as I love being connected and I see the, the huge benefits that social media has brought into our lives, I personally think that we're now at a point where we need to balance that. And so that's going to be our first campaign that we roll out. And we're actually partnering with a nonprofit uh, based in the United States, and they're called the Invisible Girl Project. And what they do is they bring uh, they bring light they bring to light the issue of gender side in India, and primarily what's happening. Which I I was so taken back that this is actually happening now, but pretty much um, due to um, just how their society works. Uh, especially more lower income company uh, families, if they have a daughter, they immediately kill the daughter. And so they don't even allow the baby to be born in most cases. And well, in most cases, no, the baby is born, especially since if it's a lower income family and, and um, companies that are, I keep thinking of companies and families that are, um, that are a little bit more well off, then they'll have an abortion. So this was, when I first found out this was happening, I couldn't believe it. And, um, this, this organization pretty much is figuring out different avenues to help this issue. And we thought to partner with them to also bring, give the bigger picture that it's not just about improving the quality of your life, but let's take it bigger and think of issues across the world um, of of lives that are not even having an opportunity to actually live and actually even experience FOMO, experience JOMO, like they have no choice. Yeah, for sure. So so we're doing that. So uh, we're going to see how that works out, but we're pretty excited just to bring that issue to light. Um, Like I I consider myself a pretty well-educated human, but I didn't know about that. I didn't know this was happening. Oh, for sure. You know? And I think it's funny for me because I think some of my friends would consider me too online. That's a common phrase thrown around. But I was even at my workplace recently, and I don't like to talk about work too much because, you know, trace me back to that and I'm out of a job. But um, (laughs) we kind of went in front of our executive leadership team, and they said, we nominated you people, and we wanted to know what you had to say at your level to how do we, what do you see the company in two years? And we want recommendations. How do we make that better? And, um... You know, I've gotten to this point where mental health is something I think about every day, not from just my perspective, but like I want to do something. It's why I started this podcast. It's like it serves me to some degree. I get to do some comedy or Mm -hmm. talk some things through. But I went in front of my executive leadership team. I said, you don't know it, but I take so off. I have depression, anxiety, PTSD. I didn't say like all that necessarily, but I told them, you know, I walked in my my boss's office, I told him I'm, I'm taking Zoloft because I took a leap of faith. I was worried about my job. And I was like, well, we need to start trusting our people that they, they, they know themselves and let them take a break. You know, we have unlimited sick days at my job and we're very lucky to have that. Yeah. But nobody ever said to me, you can take a mental health day. But my manager said that finally after I told him I was taking Zoloft. He's like, hey, if you ever need it, you know, take a day off if you need that. And that was mm-hmm. just like for me, like that was so 
invigorating and yeah. like empowering. And I haven't done that yet because I, you know, and I probably should to some degree. It's probably just nicer to have the safety net. But what you're doing, you know, I'm just trying to affect my workplace. What you're doing is, is very global. And I think one thing that I've noticed for me, even though I'm just doing a podcast, you know, trying to be funny. Tony's in the room, the first episode with him, yeah. you know, it was me dropping my PTSD moment. And then I had another friend come on and then they dropped their PTSD moment and I enjoy it and I look forward to it. But some part of me dreads this podcast because, you know, for one, it, it's a trigger issue for me. Like sure. I can get triggered, I can trigger others. But then two, like, you know, taking this weight on sometimes puts me in a mood that I'm scared. Mm-hmm. I think what you're doing is a little bit more positive, but do you ever feel that little bit of fear of just like, this is kind of constantly a thing that, you know, is knocking on the back door? Sure. It's very vulnerable. Um, and I think that I have, as with, as time has passed, um, I'm able to feel more comfortable talking about my, uh, my anxiety experience. And even though my panic attacks um, have actually pretty much, they're pretty much gone. I do experience, I actually, maybe about three weeks ago, I did experience a very mild panic attack, but I was very proud of myself because it was, I'm sure if this would have happened a year ago, I would have not been able to have like the right tools for myself to deal with it. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, it definitely puts me in a vulnerable place, but I do think, like we were saying, I think these conversations are really needed. Because what I've learned um, as I've become more vocal of my anxiety uh, past and kind of present still, uh, there's so many of us that have dealt with it. And I also had PTSD. My PTSD probably really went away, I would say, maybe three months ago. Um, But it was nearly a year that I was experiencing PTSD. And I also suffered from depression. Um in my past and but I, what I find very I find that now that there's a lot of strength in being able to talk about it I am so grateful to be able to say that I'm grateful of the depression that I had that of the anxiety that I had because I wouldn't be where I am now and so I kind of see it now as like my special little I don't know superpower in a way because I West <laughs> <laughs> because it's like if I sometimes think back to when I had terrible panic attacks and maybe I don't know I might I might come up I don't know maybe a particular little thing might spur a little bit of fear and then my mom like but Monica you went through crazy panic attacks and you survived you can totally do this right now yeah and you seem pretty yeah. calm to me um, yeah. but yeah I, I completely feel yeah. that and my therapist she gets very worried for me she's like I you know you can talk about these things, but don't have to be the champion. Worry about you. But for me, like, it's become something more where I feel like I need to do this. This is all I care about right now. Mm-hmm. And if I have to take a little bit more burden on myself to help others, I'm willing to do that. Now, I understand that's not always the healthiest for me because, again, my podcast is a little bit more of pulling darkness into the light. And I get that sometimes you get a little lost in the darkness when you try to do that. But it, it means so much to me. And I, it's funny that we, you know, you dropped the superpower line. It's because Kanye said that, you know, I'm bipolar. And it's awesome. It's on the cover of his, you know, album. And he says it's a superpower. And I, I didn't really agree with that. But I was talking to someone today. And, like, that album is not considered to be very, mm-hmm. like, you know, his best work. Because he's, you know, made so many great albums. Now yeah. it's kind of just, like, you know, the Trump things got lost and stuff like that. 
but I listen to that album and I can relate to some of those things when he says yeah. like, you know, because I like being weird and, you know, having a little bit of this, you know, anxiety to a degree just because it allows mm -hmm. me to do some certain things and I, I kind of take it as my superpower sometimes too. And yeah. when he talks at, you know, the song Yikes, I've heard a lot of people say that song's garbage. Like he didn't write any lyrics and just spewed out the garbage. But when he said, you know, uh, he scares himself sometimes, like I've been there. Yeah. You know, you can have scary thoughts and people think scary thoughts is just like, I'm going to kill myself. But scary thoughts are, you know, anything from running away to, you know, just going and mm -hmm. just like full rage destroy your apartment. Like, yeah, yeah. And I, I've been in a lot of those places, but I feel like I found a little bit of peace recently too. And I know mm -hmm. pills probably help. Uh, therapy definitely helps. You know, mm -hmm. being a little bit more communicative about what's going on in my life helps. Definitely. I've got great people around me to, to, to ground me, but, mm -hmm. you know, those things never really go away from me. Mm -hmm. But in some degree, that's good because it, it never lets me forget when I'm communicating with somebody else. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel these things. Like, I, I can't walk into any conversation as angry as I can get at somebody, as upset, disappointed. I can never look at somebody and think, I couldn't get to where they're at. Yeah, yeah. And it's really difficult because you have people you come to crossroads with and you think, you know, everybody tells you this person did this, 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 and you just think to yourself, I could do that. Yeah, yeah. People mm -hmm. make mistakes and we all do. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm starting to get to this place where I, I don't want to hate myself like that. I don't want to just look in and go, mm -hmm. Cody, this is your fault, this is everything. I want to say, well, mistakes are going to be made, but how do we just make a, a further impact? How do we make the positives outweigh the negatives? Yeah. Stop trying to strive for this perfection that I'm always looking for. Sure. And I know that's a little off the, the path of what you're necessarily trying to do, but I think, you know, obviously we have a similar goal and that's to make people feel better. I, I try to do it through comedy. You're trying to do it through the environment and it's cl clearly something I've never thought of before. I never thought, mm -hmm. you know, just taking care of the world is taking care of me. But, you know, when you say it again, it's like mm -hmm. it's so obvious, so clear. And yeah. it's kind of interesting to me to hear that. So yeah. I, I'm curious, like, what would be your suggestion for someone who comes in and they start? Like, what's... What's day one for somebody who finds you and sees your website and gets excited and wants to be a part of it? Is it, you know, you give a little tips here and there? Or do you have like organized events or is it a little bit of both? Yeah. So our future goals um, is to organize wellness retreats. Um, and I also envision doing summer camps for children. So those are like the big, big things that we want to, that we are working toward. Um, and eventually I would love to have like a mentorship program too, um, uh, with colleges. Um, and I, and I think that because I was part of a mentorship, uh, type of, uh, organization that really helped me in understanding, um, that I, I don't know that I'm, I am like a natural born human connector and it's just what I like to do. Yeah. Um, and so I would love to give back ultimately and do that. But yeah, the idea is to do different retreats and I'm very passionate with actually helping men. Um, I see that there is a, um, I, I actually saw this documentary. It's called the mask I live in and it's talking about, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a great one, and it's it's mainly about men and the socialization of men in the United States, and it just it just does such a great job because I, it really um, it shows how much is done for men not to be able to feel like they can express themselves, and you know it 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 it, it uh, interviewed somebody that was um, homosexual to uh, African American to 
Mexican-American, they did a great job at highlighting different profiles in this country. Um, and so as a result, like, I, I just feel very compelled to help men in particular. And then also um, addicts, I, um, I feel, again, it's just, it's not, I think that we do a really bad job at trying to help um, people that suffer from addiction. I don't think that society I just don't think we do, we 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 come from such a place of judgment and I think that that happens to a lot of different groups you know and so I think uh just just that I just think it's truly we just need more love and um so yeah I that's what I'm really uh so yeah those are like that's kind of like a little tangent of what really well, the groups that I want to help eventually um no I yeah. I, I I get that and mm-hmm. I think you hit on some things that, you know, really resonate with me. Um, you know, boys don't cry is always the thing that people say. And then, yeah. you know, we're, we're starting to get to a better place. NBA players come out mm-hmm. and that helps those fans who never thought that, you know, they could talk about it. And I think what I really liked about was when the NBA player Kevin Love came out, he came out with his problem as I had an anxiety attack and I realized I hadn't gotten over, I believe it was his grandmother's death. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people in the world that would think, Oh, I'm fine. I'm not going to go to therapy. I don't have PTSD. I don't have depression. Yeah, yeah. Like that. He's like, but if you're holding on to something, therapy could help anybody, um, honestly. Or even just, you know, maybe the techniques you're saying could be an alternative to those people who mm. are just like, I'm not going to go to therapy every week yeah. and pay for it. Uh, but, you know, especially it's hard for men and not to keep coming back to Kanye as much as I <laughs> love his music and disagree with some of the things he said. I think it's been a little bit lost. Um what he's been trying to do lately because of all the Trump stuff, he actually had an interview recently where they talked about why did you vote for Trump and mm-hmm. all of this. But he also talked about, I was like, well, why are you telling people now about this album and this anxiety? He goes, in the black male community, there's no depression. You can't be depressed. You yeah. can't talk about this stuff. And he's, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that was an important thing from an important person. And that got a little bit lost because, uh, you know, People are, are worried about his other controversies, and I get it. He's maybe not the best spokesperson for it right now, but if that reaches at least one person, that's great. Um, I'm not so certain that that will happen because mm-hmm. of all the other things. But also, you know, um, you were talking about addicts. I, mm-hmm. I think that's something I definitely agree with. I've had a history of family of addicts. Mm-hmm. Um, my mo- mother was a uh, manic bipolar, and my therapist even one day was like, you know, potentially maybe that's alcohol induced Mm -hmm. i don't know if i necessarily believe that but i mean she dealt with addiction and my brother dealt with addiction he is to this day a recovering heroin addict and Mm -hmm. we don't have a good relationship now because he's a make america great again person yeah but it upsets me because the outlook he has now is yeah i did bad things and you know i recover from that and he thinks he has to pay for his sins but also that everybody else has to like earn what they they need Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying this is an indictment of anybody who's Republican or, or voting for Trump, but it, it definitely hurt me when somebody I looked up to, he doesn't believe in that kind of love anymore. He, he right. you know, he could say it's tough love, but his thing very much is like, you know, oh, everybody's equal, so just go work harder and you'll get it. And it, it's a little bit lost on him, um, you know, the things that I probably would want to tell him, and we don't have that relationship anymore. But I, I really think, you know, like when he was going through his addiction, like I knew where his he came from. I think yeah. he, even as much as I talk about my child on this podcast, I think his childhood was slightly worse. We're half brothers, so we didn't have the same father. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's things I didn't know that kind of got out later, and I don't want to just talk about my brother or sure. like this. But yeah. I think it's important because there was always this part of me like, 
maybe I can reach him, maybe I can reach him, maybe I can reach yeah. him. And I had to let go of that thought at one point, mm-hmm. and that hurt. Yeah. And that's something I have to accept that I'm not going to save everybody. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to keep moving forward thinking, you know, I'm just going to do me, and everybody else can figure their shit out. Like, mm-hmm. for me, it's it's very important now. And, you know, I, I've got ambitions the same way that you do for your site, that this podcast could grow into other things. I mean, mm-hmm. Tony and I had an idea for a TV show that was going to be very, very specifically like we're going to tackle mental illness. So we, we took a step back from that. I know the people I told mm-hmm. were kind of excited about it. Um, but the ambition is that, you know, one, we're going to start talking about this kind of stuff. And if you're not comfortable saying something, that's fine, but at least acknowledging to yourself, like, Hey, maybe I need to talk to someone professional yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know, just admit it and yeah. not hold these things in. But then step two becomes like, well, what can we do to make you feel better? And that's the stuff that like, you know, keeps me up at night and thinking, yeah. like, well, what can I do more of? You know, that's why I have, a, I had a meltdown. That's why I mentioned the new mics. I had a meltdown because I thought the podcast didn't have great sound quality on one episode. Mm-hmm. And I get it. That's also selfishly me. Like, I want my podcast to be good. I want people to listen. I want them to <laughs> share it with their friends. But I don't want the podcast to stop in its tracks because I feel like if the podcast stops in its tracks, if I give up on it then my mission starts failing again. Mm-hmm. So that's what motivates me right now to put out a weekly podcast where before I was just doing some comedy here and there and then it would be like two, three, four, half a year before I record another. Now it's like, okay, I'm so close. I'm going to keep having these episodes where it's going to have these aha moments and I'm going to go, this is going to help me grow and I'll help other people grow and hopefully they'll listen to it and they'll go, wow, this guy like you know, jokes about his mother jumping out of a car. That's not really a sentence I thought I'd ever say in my life. But it's not so much that I'm joking about something gruesome. I'm not trying to do like a, you know, make people sick their stomach. I'm not doing right. like gross out comedy. Tony's dropping shit over here. Um, I'm not doing gross out comedy. I'm doing things that I'm like, it's okay. Whatever your method is, you can do that. And obviously we learned a big lesson was that Tony took that on and it was hard for him. Was it hard, Tony? It was very hard. Yeah, Tony's <laughs> in the background saying it's very hard. Was and one of the hardest fucking things I've ever done. And that was the first lesson I got from that is yeah. I can't unload that on him. Right. Because for me, I was like, he even thought like, yeah, it's going to be hilarious. Like, I'm okay with it. He's not now and we're through it. And Tony was traumatized. Like, I, I know people kind of get that on the episode, but to see Tony's face oh. when I said it, it was adorable. Cause he it was, was the first time I ever heard of it. Yeah, I didn't like, give him any primer. He brought it into it, and it was very blind. I didn't give him any primer, and, you know, what I realized is, like, okay, I just got this huge insight on mental health. Like, another light bulb click. Like, mm-hmm. mental health isn't just what you feel. It's what you can put on to people, and that can be very heavy for them, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, even the people who yeah. aren't dealing with depression, anxiety, I can't make it, you know, mm-hmm. I can't put that on Tony and make him have depression, anxiety. That's At that right. moment, I'm sure he had some anxiety, right? Anxiety, but not depression. Not depression. <laughs> I mean, I'll hook up a microphone if you want to talk to me. No, I don't want to talk to you anymore, Tony. Um, you're actually louder than us somehow. I don't, maybe I set up the mics wrong. Um, no, but it, it became a thing of, I need to understand this on a bigger level. I can't mm-hmm. just say... You talk about your feelings, you feel better. That's not really true. I don't believe that anymore. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big step, acknowledging the problems. But it is a lot about how you manage your problems. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you're specifically trying to do. This is a how. This is an mm-hmm. old, you know, why. We know why. You know, people need, you know, to feel good about themselves. And, yeah. you know, even on another level, we do need to do better with the environment. But 
if you can reach people on that level, of course they're going to want a healthy environment. Sure. If they know it helps them, you know, mm-hmm. you're allowed to be a little selfish, especially when it comes to your mental health. But if it mm-hmm. makes you feel a sense of purpose, like yeah, even better. Definitely. Definitely. And, um, yeah, I mean, everything that you're saying, I mean, it definitely resonates a lot. And, um, one thing that, that's helped me a lot and I'm sure it's helped a lot of people is just the power of music, the power of art. Oh, definitely. And uh, it, I'm yeah. glad you said that because yeah. I was just thinking, uh, people probably noticed the last couple episodes we've had a new intro song. So I want to give a shout out to Frightened Rabbit. Their lead singer had, uh, tragically committed suicide, but one of the songs just really resonated with me. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, talked to the label uh, that put out the album. They're so more than willing to let us use it, yeah. and we're grateful for it. But that's the thing for me. Music has really helped. Yeah. And not to cut you off there, yeah, but yeah. I, I wanted to, you know, definitely give that credit to them because, um, you know, their lead singer was dealing with a lot. We talked about it in a previous episode with Kathleen, and came on and turned me on to them. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, that's powerful for me to to hear his words and. Now it enters our podcast site. I, I told Tony, I was like, this is the song. This is it. Yeah. And that, that's something that, for me, music has pushed me through. Yeah, definitely. And on our, on our website, every month we are planning to feature different artists that is spreading a good message. So right now we have a musician actually from Vegas. Her name is Sonia Barcelona. And she's a, dear, she's a good friend of mine, up-and-coming artist over there. And... Um, just her music in particular helped me substantially when I was in my really dark spot. Um, and so, and it, it just, yeah, I just can't stress it enough. Like it was through the power of music, art, um, yoga, <laughs> journaling, practicing gratitude. Uh, those, all of those things helped me get out of my hole. Um, because I actually went through a three month period where I had suicidal thoughts for the first time in my life. Um, and I never, I just, when I was going through it, I couldn't, I don't know. It was such, um, like, I was like, oh my gosh, I was like, it's happening to me. (laughs) What do I do? (laughs) No, but you know, thank God for a good support system, um, and all those techniques and, you know, just love really. And, um, and now I talk about it and I actually, not a lot of people know, but I'm at, now I'm at a point where I can talk about it more now and. And just to kind of show that we're, we, we may all go through that at a time in our life and that's okay. You know, it's, it's all right. And just be, be with yourself, do be, have your support system, go to therapy. Like I started going to a therapist when I was 18 and I went through, I I had different therapists and then it was, um, recent, like a few years ago, I found a couple that, they just, they just did it for me and I love them so much. Um, and they actually also have a channel. They're called Zen Rose Garden. Amazing people. Um, so yeah, I, I'm like, yes, God, we, we have a mental health crisis on planet earth. Like it, that's a fact. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> so, <laughs> and the worst part about it is there's some people that are saying, ah, oh, get over it. You're fine. Yeah. Smile. Yeah. Like, yeah. And we're the people pushing back and saying, I respect everything you're saying, but some days I'm not okay. Yeah. And it's okay to not be okay sometimes. Exactly. And I think that's been my biggest thing is it's okay not to be okay. I remember when I was going through my really dark, dark spot where I heard the words, uh, like make love with what feels uncomfortable. And that helped me so much. Like when those uneasy feelings come, just observe them. Don't attach yourself to them. 
but observe and grow with it and just breathe. <laughs> yes, certainly. I think, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think there was a really funny tweet lately. It was just like, like you know, imagine you finally fi- fall in love and you meet that person that completely fills you and then they realize you're a huge disappointment and then they leave and they break your heart and you realize you just got to stay hydrated, you guys. <laughs> That's just a stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah, but then, like at the end, the hydration's yeah. all that. But I mean... It, it is a thing for me where it's like, you know, everybody knows my addiction with soda. I, I drank a soda today, unfortunately. I had to do it. I was moving somebody and kind of got to me. But, like, when I'm better hydrated, I feel it. When I work out, I feel it. When I breathe a little, I feel it. That yeah. just, like, this is what my body was made for, not for me to put this uh, acid water into my stomach. Yeah. Uh, but and, get, I, and getting outside, like, yeah. we need nature, we got to be outside. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I have a roof deck, and I, I've noticed mm-hmm. lately I haven't gone up there much. I've been kind of, like, stuck, you know, to the couch a little bit more than I'd like, and I, I just had this one week where I just played video games, and I forgot about the world. And it was bad, and it, not, not in the sense of, like, I was sitting in my room for mm-hmm. 24 hours and missed work, but I came home, I got on. It was time for bed because it was just it was just easier to do that for that period of time, and I didn't like myself when I was doing that. And again, I'm a little hard on myself. I know that sometimes I should be able to just take a break and yeah. play a couple games because I need that. But that was like, oh, Cody, what are you doing? Yeah. And it was probably because I already had uh, two podcasts recorded in one week, so I didn't have to think too much about the podcast that week. Yeah. Um, but that that's the thing that I think about right now. I was like, well, I want to do this podcast, but it's more of who can I talk to to get a new message out there so somebody else can hear and go, oh, that's me and that. And I think we've had a couple episodes where different people reach out and say, that episode was me. Mm-hmm. You know, the last episode, somebody did that to me. The episode before, somebody did that to yeah. me. And it's not about just stroking my ego. I, I did an episode and it hit somebody. It's not no. so much of, mm-hmm. let me get the plays, even though I do check constantly because I do care about the plays. But it's not about that for me in the end. It's, for me, it's like, if I can just get to some level where I feel like all of this pain that I had taken, I turn into creativity that helps someone else's pain, mm-hmm. then that that's healing for me. Yeah. So it, it's definitely a work in progress. Um, I'm excited to see where this goes. I know there's going to be times where I dip. I'm hoping there isn't a point where I fall into a dark hole and just put on a mask, but it happens. And, you know, I, I'm happen. just trying yeah. to mm-hmm. push forward in a positive way that helps others. Definitely. Yeah. I think that one big thing too that helps me if you know whenever my my I have a really good friend that puts it really well is like let the shade come, let the darkness come and just don't uh, don't be afraid like it's it's part it is every person has a dark side and we all have that shadow side and it's just about befriending that shadow side and I actually wear this bracelet that another good friend got me <laughs> for Christmas and it has a little white ball and a little black ball. It just to symbolize kind of the yin and the yang that we all have, like that, that we all have that light and dark energy within all of us. And it's just about building that harmonious, uh, circular energy with it. And, um, just, you know, honoring yourself. I think for me, I've, a big thing I've had to learn too is saying no. Um, you know, and just, if I don't feel like doing something and, just being okay with disappointing people because if one thing that really stuck with me too was when I heard of if, if whenever you say yes to something anything are you saying yes to yourself or are you saying yes or no to yourself and if you're saying no to yourself don't do it 
Yeah. And that's been a big game changer for me and just honoring, again, myself more. And it helps me. It's like if I'm not well, I cannot help others, you know? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I think there is the case, you know, sometimes you have to drag yourself out of the house because a friend really needs you. But right. if somebody takes mm-hmm. you, say like, "Oh, let's go out tonight," and you're exactly. miserable, and you ruin the night, you're exactly. not you're not there for them. You're there for mm-hmm. you, and mm-hmm. if you're in a bad mood, everybody's in a bad mood, and uh, it doesn't yeah. matter how many shots of Fireball somebody buys you and yeah, taste that garbage cinnamon, and it, it just doesn't make <laughs> you feel any better. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I totally resonate with that, and that's where I am. I think I'm feeling better, and I feel empowered to do that, and mm-hmm. it's still these moments of these little pockets that are scary for me but every time I can get through we can say okay there's a little bit less Mm -hmm. you know I want to go out and I get excited to tackle more for them and help others but I I, I gotta remember at the end of the day I I still have my issues um totally yeah I'm still trying to figure out my my medication mix uh you know I thought this medication's been doing really well but I still have you know one of the side effects is you have negative thoughts It, it comes and um but Man, all those years where I was like, no, this isn't me. I'm not going to be the pills person. Yeah. Back in my head, I always knew. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing is when you stop lying to yourself about things like that. Like, I'm not saying everybody listens to this podcast. You need pills. You need therapy. You're lying to yourself. But when you stop lying to yourself about what the big issue is, like, it, it's so much easier. Like, if you're sure. the – and I know this is a difficult thing. If you're somebody who's battling with addiction, like, and that's especially somebody you want to target, like – I think deep down a lot of people know when they have addiction and that's why they say, you know, recognizing it's the first step when you finally admit it, you know, it makes it real. <laughs> yeah, It makes it real. But that's, this, it's kind of the same thing with therapy too. It's like, yeah. it's kind of the reverse. It's like, as soon as I go to therapy and they give me a diagnosis, it's real. I think, I think people with medical issues, a lot of times they'll, they'll skip out on it. Cause it's like, once you tell me I'm in it, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't, if you have cancer, but nobody tells you you have cancer, you don't have cancer. But as soon as they do, you go to chemotherapy, and a lot of times the, the chemotherapy can be harder than the mm-hmm. cancer, I guess. I mean, I'm, I don't know for sure. Uh, my friend John was on the last podcast. Apparently, cancer is the easiest thing in the world to hit, but uh, he, he was pretty cool with it. Um, no, but he, he definitely probably had his struggles, but he learned to have his peace with it. But, mm-hmm. you know, he was feeling bad. He went to the doctor. It was the point you couldn't wait anymore. But yeah. there's some people like, you know, I've got this problem. I've done it too. I've got, I've got a doctor that I'm supposed to call about my kidneys. And they think it's probably not a big deal, but I put it off because oh, I got other stuff going on. And right. it's like, once I go there and they say this, maybe I'll have to go take on a pill or I'll have to do these tests and it'll start costing me money. I put all those little things above my physical health. And it's funny because, you know, I just did that with my mental health years ago. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, mental health, I'm all about. I'll do anything to help my mental health. But even my body, I'm like, well, Mm-hmm. who needs a body anyway you know, like today's <laughs> technology well, i'll be fine but it, it's you do have to put yourself first before you can really help others but mm-hmm. you know that's the name of your campaign like the love yourself and mm-hmm. then that loving yourself just kind of emanates you know people love positivity i mean whether they realize it or not like there's there's people that's grumpy but even on my grumpiest days somebody comes around me and they're the right level yeah. positive it hits me and i'm, I'm positive too and I love those moments when I'm a little bit manic with my friends and I'm just like up the wall because I could tell like even though like Cody's a little crazy right now, he just sent a picture that I will not talk about to the group chat. But even though it's messed up that I sent that, they still laugh about it. Cody's laughing right now. He's very red. And um, and then they get a little kick out of it and the moments when I'm really dark and I'm complaining, like 
I don't like that side of myself. And I'm trying to forgive myself for that. Trying to say, yeah. hey, these are my friends. They'll, they're willing to take it. But I used to do this thing so constantly where I was like, wow, I have to ruin your night. And they go, why? And I'm like, oh, because I was complaining so much. I was like, what? Like, you know, just reading in things too much. And I, I think I need to do better to love myself. So I'm excited that you're on because definitely motivate me a little bit more to yeah. check it out. Um, so I, I really want to know, like, what's... I know you gave us some big picture things, but... And, you know, maybe you don't have this all figured out, but you look down the line and you, you see what this is, you know, might grow to. You said you want to have camps, you want to have, mm-hmm. you know, retreats, and you want to, you know, engage people in this very specific way. But, like, what's your ultimate goal? Do you have that in mind yet? Or is it just kind of, let me figure out where this takes me? Um, The big goal, I guess, would, have, would be to have, like, my own retreat center one day, my own, uh, like, re- rehab center. But with a more of like of a holistic approach, um, sure. I want to become. I actually want to get my start my master's next year in counseling or in psychology, something like that, to where um, I can now be. I want to become a licensed um, therapist myself. So I envision myself working with people one on one, but also in group situations and partnering with different groups. Uh, with the similar causes and collaborating. Um, I didn't mention, but we, uh, LYF, Love Yourself Foundation, we we are also a cooperative circle um, with uh, URI, and they are a initiative through the United Nations. And we got plugged in through them, through another mentor of mine. And we did that to kind of, again, see other groups that are working uh, for similar causes or similar missions. And there's so much out there. Um, so, and we actually connected with another group recently, they're called Unity Earth, and they do different, uh, retreats all over the world, so that was really inspiring, because I would, I'd love eventually to do something like, something like that, too, um, so, man, I, I, that's, I guess, that's the big picture, but I'm, I'm willing to see where this goes, I, like you said, it's, it's easy to, as, since we've just launched, it's so, like, exciting to see, oh, yeah, we have this amount of followers now, but it's truly not about the numbers. It's just about whatever we're saying. If it resonates with people, that's what matters. And, and I think, um, another big thing that really helped me and it might help others is when you find yourself in that dark spot, what if that's just a message from yourself that you need to, uh, change something about your life. And in my own life, whenever I've been hit with those moments, I, and I started to look inward it inspired massive change <laughs> and for the better. Yeah, and I think, well, you know, it's, uh, we forget that we are, we are creatures of nature. Like we, we go and we run in cycles just like our environment is, you know, where with fall wind, we all run with a, with a season. So sometimes we do get hit with a season that does feel like, like my last year felt as I was building a layout, <coughs> LYF, I felt like I was more in like a, hibernation period but I was still building this you know so it just we sometimes we kind of need a little time out and and it's okay (laughs) yeah no I'm a big advocate of that yeah yeah, I think you you've got a lot of you know exciting plans and I think you're doing it for the right reasons like personally I just want to record that one podcast episode that cures depression across the world um probably won't happen but you know it's it's nice to have those kind of goals because I mean there's plenty of content in the world I know I'm one of podcasts that many I'm a white male so you can just look <laughs> at me and assume there's probably a 50-50 chance I have a podcast 
but you know I'm not trying to you know use my privilege and the good luck that I have to just get numbers here I, w- I want to do something that's mm-hmm. special and helps people because you know there is probably a selfishness in me that just wants to be remembered or something like that but I identified a mission that makes me excited and I get to go to sleep at night thinking I want to bring positivity. I want to bring love to the world. And that's obviously what you're doing with, I mean, it says love yourself, right? In the, <laughs> the title, but I mean, at the end of the day, Neurotica grew out of, yeah, I, I've always wanted to do comedy. I always wanted to give something, you know, like a piece of me out there and making people laugh is always making me happy and making people laugh is great. But once I kind of hit on what, the podcast really was going to be and you know I was talking about through Tony and he's the one that really pushed the rebrand and I'm so happy he did it because I was going to just keep running with what I had just a little bit more focused but to have finally that goal in mind that mission that made sense that rhythm that rhyme it came so much easier to record it was like this is it this is the podcast this is what we're going to do this is the winner this is yeah this is a life mission right here and we were already looking ahead to step two but now that we're kind of in it i'm even more excited about it i think we're both like really excited to see where this goes and we do have other plans and we we hope those are cool too and you know maybe just a little bit on the funnier side or you know just a little bit more push our a lot lighter a little little lighter push our career's head but at the end of the day you know i'm going to use everything i can to to help my mental health and then help others. So yeah, I, I, I definitely want to thank you for coming on. Um, so, you know, how can people reach you? I know you, you've got a website right now. I'm sure yeah. you've got plenty of social media. So this is your 30 <laughs> seconds to a minute. Just plug away. Awesome. Um, well, you can find our website. It's com, And we have Facebook and Instagram. And you can find us at the LY Foundation. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll definitely uh, link some of those on our official Twitter just so people can find it. Um, as always, you can follow us at Neurotica the Pod. If you like hearing uh, terrible, terrible jokes, you can follow at CodeRan or at ItMeTony. The link to the um, billboard. Yeah, uh, you can check out our billboard. That is not going to happen. Um, but yeah, and then also, I highly encourage you if you like sad music that really hits you, but also sometimes is a little bit jumpy. Uh, Frightened Rabbits, great band. Um, we're so happy to have them as the lead to our podcast. It feels like a perfect fit. Um, but yeah, so these are, we got a foundation of the podcast. They're just excited to get to work and uh, help for mental health. So thank you for listening. This has been Neurotica. <laughs>